Welcome and thank you for tuning in wherever you are, if you're at home, you're driving, walking, wherever you are, we're praying that the word of God will come to you with grace. We pray that the word of God will come to bring you encouragement, to come to bring you understanding and wisdom in the name of Jesus. And today we're moving along, we're moving along into part three of our series secret agents and so even as we move along we want to start by praying father in jesus name we thank you again that you've allowed us this privilege to come under the hearing of your word we thank you for this gift of being in a relationship with you we thank you for drawing us in this moment to the foot of jesus and i thank you god that your word will not return to you void. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are the teacher of the word. You are the teacher of your church. You are the one who reveals the mysteries of God. You're the one who imparts into the hearts of men. You said he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. Thank you for everyone who is listening this morning. I pray that you bless them in Jesus' name. I pray that their hearts will take comfort. I pray that their hearts will be strengthened by your spirit and by your word. Help us this morning as we look into your word that you may speak to us, that we may gain understanding. Let it mix with faith in our hearts. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So if you've been with us for the last two, two weeks, we studied in part one Elijah and we studied in part two Joshua we took time to look at Joshua last week we picked from his life last week and we noted this was also a man who took time a man who invested himself by remaining in the place of prayer we looked at a man who dwelled in the secret place and the results that it brought along also with Elijah. These were men, these were secret agents. And to understand being a secret agent, it's simply somebody who takes time to invest in a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so Joshua, a mighty man of God, and we look then Joshua 10, that he spoke to the Lord in the sight of Israel and the sun stood still and the moon didn't go down. And that was a great thing we noted, but we noted the most important part that that took place because he dwelt in the secret place. And so today we want to look at two men, if the Holy Spirit will allow us to, two people who also were in the secret place. And these were people who were shaped in secret. And so Elijah and Joshua, we found that they, they found their strength in the secret place. But when God will do something great with someone's life, 
when God wants to do something significant with your life, He takes time to shape. He takes time to shape. And God's shaping takes place in the secret. And so the first scripture I would like us to take this morning is from the book of Luke. Turn with me to the book of Luke, chapter 1. Luke chapter 1, and the last verse of Luke 1, which is verse 80. And we're going to start our discussion this morning, our study this morning with John the Baptist. Now, John the Baptist was a great, great, mighty man of God. He was a man who God said many things about. He was a man who Jesus himself said great things about. And I believe there's a lot we can learn from John. But let's start with this one verse this morning. Luke chapter 1, verse 80. And I'm reading from the International Standard Version. And it says, Now the child continued to grow and to become spiritually strong. He lived in the wilderness until the day he appeared in Israel. Until the day he appeared in Israel. To appear means to become visible. It means to become noticeable. It means that you have been unveiled, so to speak. So for somebody to appear, it means that that person had to be hidden. It means that such an individual was disclosed. It means that such an individual was not noticeable before, was not in the eye of the public. Now John the Baptist, the Bible says in the same chapter earlier that he shall be great. In the sight of the Lord. And truly this man was great in God's sight. He was the forerunner of Jesus Christ. He was the one who prepared the way for the coming of Jesus. And I sense even today in our time, God is raising up John the Baptist all over to prepare the way for his second coming. Men and women who will begin to declare the word of God in truth, men and women who will stand to declare the things of God without compromise. John was a man who was very confident. John was a man who was very bold. John was a man who was very strong in the Lord. The Bible starts by saying he continued to grow. He continued to grow and to become spiritually strong. I want to begin by saying God does not shape his men and women in public. God does not shape his men and women on the stage. But rather, God shapes his men and women in secret. This is the place where he molds. This is the place where they grow. Now, the secret that place that we're speaking about today is not merely just the place of prayer but a place of training, a place of shaping. 
Now the child continued to grow. I must say Christianity is not a, a thing of complacency. The Bible says that God will punish the complacent in spirit. The Bible exhorts us to grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Jesus Christ. To grow. I love that it said he continued to grow. And this growth took place until he appeared unto Israel. Another version would say until his manifestation, his public manifestation unto Israel. God was so particular to hide John. God was, God was so particular to disclose him in the wilderness. It said he continued to grow and to become spiritually strong. It wasn't a growth in the sight of the world. It was a growth in the sight of God. God is very careful with you and I to take time for us to grow up in him. To be properly prepared for whatever he will call us to do. I need to say this morning, I need to say today that the calling and the character go together. Several people rise up and say, I am called, I am called. But the character of Christ is very lacking in their life. The character of Jesus, the life of Jesus is very small in them. God is calling us to first be prepared any man and any woman he will use, he adequately prepares them. And it's interesting to me that God hid him in the wilderness. God hid him in a dry place. God hid him and God raised his man in adverse conditions, in difficult circumstances. I recall when I, f I really felt I was going through a very dry time. I felt like I was in a very uncomfortable place. And I began to say, God, I don't feel I'm being nourished here at this place. I don't feel I'm being fed here at this place. And these words came to my heart. I am your oasis in the wilderness. I am, referring to God, referring to his word, to his spirit. I am your oasis in the wilderness. Jeremiah 17 talks about the fruitful green tree. And this tree will not even fear in times of drought. And that this tree is the man who trusts in the Lord. It says, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. The plants and the trees that grow in the wilderness, it's amazing to me how they survive. There is no water around, at least evident to the eyes. But for a cactus and for plants to survive in the wilderness, the adverse conditions 
force them to push their roots down. The adverse and difficult, the heat, the lack of rain, forces the trees and the plants to push their roots down, to dig deep. And their roots travel a long way until it finds nourishment, until it finds water. Listen, God's intention for you with the difficulties you're facing and the hardships you're going through is not to destroy you. God's heart is not to break you. God's heart is not to finish you. Rather, God's heart is to prepare you. God's heart and intentions throughout all the difficulties, throughout the wilderness that you're facing, throughout the hardship, throughout the adversity, is for you to grow spiritually, for you to grow up in Him, for you to learn to depend on Him, for you to learn to rely on Him. Things that you've hoped to have worked out may have not worked out. God isn't is setting you up for disappointment or failure. He simply wants you to learn to depend on Him. As a cactus or a plant in the desert is not dependent on the desert itself. It digs and is dependent on the water it finds. God wants us to be like that. As the deer pants for the water, so my soul longs after you. God wants us to hunger and thirst after him. God was not making a mistake by placing John in the wilderness. He was not making a mistake at all. And it said, until, until the day he appeared unto Israel. In God's way and in God's time, he will open the door. The Bible declares that he opens doors that no one can shut, and he shuts doors that no one can open. We don't have to push the door. We don't have to force the door. When God sees you ready and fit, he will open that door in the name of Jesus. Now, I just want to move to another passage this morning. I want to go to the book of Isaiah. The book of Isaiah, chapter 53 and verse 2. Chapter 53 and verse 2. This is concerning Jesus. It's a well-known prophecy, a well-known passage of Scripture talking about Jesus. Verse 2. For he grew up before him as a tender plant and like a root out of dry ground. He had no form and he had no majesty that we should look at him. And there is no attractiveness that we should desire him. I want to note where it said, for he grew up. I was thinking it would have been automatic for Jesus Christ to just start ministry, to just be launched 
but it wasn't even automatic for him. And he is the son of God. He is our example. He is the standard. He is the one that we look to. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. And the Bible said he grew up. He grew up. I remember when he was in the temple and his parents lost him and they went back to find him. And they asked, why did he do this? And he said, you know, I'm, I have to be about my father's business. But the Bible said he went with them, he lived with them, and he became subject unto them. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, became subject to his human parents. So we could be leaders, we could be skilled in many things in the church, but if we are not subject to authority, then we are missing a very important principle that God honors. Young man, young woman, you could sing very well, you could play the instruments very well, but if you are not subject, if you are not humble unto your elders, unto your parents, then what kind of offering are you bringing unto the Lord? It said Jesus grew up before him. He grew up in the sight of God. And it said like a tender plant and like a root out of dry ground. Hebrews 5, 8, speaking about Jesus says, Although he was a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. He learned obedience. Again, it said, like a root out of dry ground. In the time when Jesus was being raised by God his Father, Israel was spiritually dry. Israel was barren spiritually. But yet, that did not stop Jesus from becoming the person. That did not hinder him from becoming the man, the servant, the vessel that God wanted him to be. It doesn't matter where you are or what you're going through. As long as you take root in Jesus, you will blossom. As long as you take root in Jesus, you will bloom. As long as you are rooted in him, you can survive. You will survive and you will thrive and you will be fruitful in the name of Jesus. It's interesting to me, in John chapter 8, you know, I find Jesus saying, I do nothing on my own, only the things I've heard from my Father that I do. And I'm, I find it very attractive and I, I would pray and, and say, God, I, I, this is a level of relationship that I need with you. Help me to have this relationship, Jesus, that you had with the Father while you walked on the earth. But I realize, even for Jesus, that level of relationship did not happen overnight. Jesus' prayer life did not start when his ministry started. And I have no problem that we take extra effort to pray and fast before we go into some work or something that we feel the Lord calling us into, that's the wisdom. But we should live from a life of preparedness. Paul writing to Timothy says, Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. And I realize if you are ready at all times, you don't have to get ready. If you stay ready, 
You don't have to get ready. And you remain ready by remaining in a right relationship with Jesus Christ. Jesus grew up. John grew before they came on the scene. 30 years, Jesus grew for a three and a half year ministry. I pray that God would help us to understand this, that he would help us to understand and, and hold to his method, hold to his ways. Even as God is preparing you, he could be using you. Even as God is shaping you, he could be using you to serve in your local church, to serve in some local ministry. He wants to be teaching you there. He wants to be walking with you. He wants you to be learning, coming under discipleship. God has great plans for you, listening friend. God has a great destiny for your life. He said, for I know the thoughts I think towards you. I know the plans I have for you. And they are not of calamity. They are not of destruction. They are plans of peace to prosper you, to give you a future and a hope and an expected end. So please don't lose heart if you're facing challenges or difficult times. Don't give up. I would like to bring you the perspective that God is merely shaping you. God is shaping you and molding you in the secret place of your marriage, in the secret place of your family at work, in the secret place of the everyday life. Serving in the local church, that is the secret place also where God is shaping you and preparing you for a great work. Amen. Father, we thank you today that you have great plans for us. God, we thank you this morning. We thank you that you are particular to adequately prepare us. I thank you that you don't want us to crash. I thank you that you want us to stand and to stand having done all to stand. God, we thank you that you took time to prepare John. You even took time to prepare your son, Jesus Christ. I thank you, Lord, that you want us and you're causing our roots to go deep. And in going deep, when the storms come, even if we're shaken, we will not be moved. God, I pray for each person listening. I pray for myself. I pray together. I pray for the body of Christ. I pray for the listening person who you have a great destiny and a great calling for, that you would give courage to their heart, that you would give strength, you would give perseverance for us to dig and to press into the secret place. I pray that you would bring us a teachable spirit, that we may be learning from you and be learning from vessels that you place in our life to teach us. God, I thank you in Jesus' name. I praise you this morning. Because you are good and you are wonderful. God, I thank you that when we're going through the wilderness, it is not for us to die in the wilderness. But I thank you that it's for us to grow and to become spiritually strong. And so I pray for grace, great grace and mercy to fall on us this morning, to fall on us this day.
take refuge, to take strength. Cause our roots to go deep in you, Lord. Cause our roots to go deep in the living water, to go deep in the word of God, that we may bloom and blossom despite the adverse conditions that we're facing, despite the uncomfortable situations that we may be in. Help us to be fruitful. Help us to glorify you. Help us to bring you glory. And even as you use us, continue to give us a heart that is learning and being shaped and molded in the image of Jesus. I thank you and I praise you this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in and listening and joining us next week as we bring part four. Amen.